Hi guys, welcome to Vaudeville and today I am here with a special guest. Um, I've known her for a while. Um, I've, I was inspired to like invite her to talk from her Snapchat and her TikToks and her YouTube videos. I am here with... Hi, my name is Angie. Yes, um, Angie is here and um, we are going to discuss a topic that we feel like is something that needs to be discussed, especially during this time. So what are we talking about, Angie? Um, we're talking about mental health. Yes, we're talking about mental health, different um, umbrellas of mental health and everything in between. So sit back, relax and enjoy. So, um, Angie, like, what does, like, mental health mean to you? Like, for you, actually, what is your experience with mental health? Well, mental health to me means something that I feel we all go through. It's something that most of us don't know that we experience it. But for me, I actually have um, depression run in my family genetically. I've always felt like I've never had something drastic happen to me. I just felt like genetically I was going to get it. And for me, I got it when um, I was 12. I was first diagnosed when I was 12. And, and now I'm turning 22 this year. So, um, you know, like I've been I've been through a lot and mental health, it it comes in different ways. Um, so, yeah. That that's that's interesting. Like you know, a lot of people, a lot of people do not know that their own mental health is as a result of genetics and more or less like something that has been passed down to them. They think that there's something just mentally wrong with them, which isn't like a good perspective to see it from. Um, but for you, um, personally, like, was there like, usually, I I I'm not because you know I have no idea. Like, what is it? Just like. It appeared when you were 12 years old. You kind of knew before that this might happen to you because of your, you know, family history. But then when you were 12, you said that's when you were diagnosed. Is it, was there an incident that warranted you to actually go to hospital to check it or have a conversation about it with a doctor? Well, um, I honestly started feeling depressed when I just developed an eating disorder um that's really where everything started i really just started to feel my self-esteem go down and everything and then it got to the point where i started harming myself and punishing myself because i didn't look a certain way and this led me obviously to continue my habits and um i met with a therapist and she diagnosed me with depression but when i graduated and i moved on to high school um, you know, I just continued to feel the pressure, continued harming myself and everything. And that's when things got really bad to the point where I was um, involuntarily um, entered into a psych hospital. And of course, that really did help me because I've always felt like there's something wrong with me. I've, I feel my self-esteem is down. I feel like I don't know why I'm always depressed and why sadness really like is my comfort. And so when I left the psych ward, they diagnosed me with depression, ADHD, and um, bipolar. Yeah. But it was a common thing um, for people to be diagnosed wrong. 
especially at a young age. And once I was released, I went back to school. I took my medications and I started attending therapy. And it helped for a minute, but because I was raised in a Hispanic household, the feeling of taking medications for mental health really was embarrassing to me. And my family kind of was, how do you say it, was um, disappointed. And they thought that mental health isn't, you know, a thing or um, you can just get over it with God and you can just get over it. Like pretty much all I would hear at 13, 14 would be get over it, get over it. Because I just feel that in the Latina, in the Latino community, it's very not common to talk about mental health, but we all go through it. And because we are the new generation, our parents are obviously unaware that what mental health is and how much medication can help. So that's what really happened when I was um, 14, when I was diagnosed and then taken off my medications and continued my life without medication again. And it just continued being a pattern. I would feel depressed, get to the point where I would harm myself, but I knew genetically um, it ran in my my dad's side of the family. Um, most of my aunts, they take medication for their bipolar. And um, it's something that even to this day, it embarrasses me to, to, to say out loud that, you know, I had depression. And um, recently, well, I'm sorry, I don't know where to stop. No, no, keep going. no, no, you can keep going. It's, it's, it's okay. Okay. Um, well, you, you know, like I was saying, though, um, it was an on and off issue in high school, um, getting to the extreme depression to the point where I would harm myself again, get um, admitted to a hospital, taking off medications. And it was a pattern consistently. And um, after I graduated high school, I actually um, left an abusive relationship. So I was very depressed at that time. And I was back in square one, you know, and I entered college that same year. I didn't have no friends in college because I went to community college. So it was very hard for me because I just felt like everyone was untrustworthy. And um, when I um, transferred to UH, um, that's when anxiety hit me because I carried the PTSD that I had with this man and what he caused me. And that picked up um, stress triggers with, um, of course, transferring from a smaller college to a bigger university that carried more stress and more schoolwork and everything. So with that being said, um, I actually crashed uh, winter of 2018, I want to say. And I was admitted back to a psych ward. And this time, of course, it was voluntarily because I was an adult. I was 19 by then. So, um, you know, I completely lost myself. It was really hard to accept the fact that I was diagnosed with bipolar. And that is so embarrassing for me to even say, but um, that is something that is a part of me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. <laughs> I don't um, think it's something, firstly, you should be embarrassed by or about. Um, because at the end of the day, it's like 
it is part of you but talking about it and like literally facing it and not trying to mask it or trying to be embarrassed by it is what's literally keeping you alive you know it's what like head on it because at the end of the day people who like you try to conceal it from or try to hide it from it's 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 to make it worse for you actually um I know, like, you know, you talk about the um, Hispanic community having, like, you know, this thing of, like, you know, someone having mental issues is stigmatized, more or less. Um, and it's the same, literally, for a lot of minority communities, like, where, like, talking about therapy and talking about mental health is, like, something you do on the DL um, because um, people will see you as insane or, like, how, how, how can you have this problem when there's God, you know? Pray, pray, right. yeah, pray and to go away. Um, but like, you also have to look at the medical aspect of it. Like, you have said it on your father's side. Was there any, even if you, uh, your father is Hispanic too, right? Or not? Mm, Chicano, but yeah, yeah, it's Hispanic. But in his community and your people on that side, were they also stigmatized by, you know, taking medication and doing what was best for them? Mm. Um, I mean, to be honest, I wouldn't know. My dad is actually 72 years old. So um, since I was a little girl, he would be prescribed depression medication, but that was because of his age. And because the older you get, and if you had that in, you know, um, early on in your childhood, and that's something that they really encourage elders to continue taking in their older age. So for all my life, I mean, he kind of held it that he was depressed. He just thought, oh, well, I have to take it. And same with my aunts, because they're much older, much, much older, like um, 70s, 60s. So I, I honestly can't answer that because yeah. I we never talked about it with my dad. Okay, that's understandable. But like, you know how like, more or less in the media, like in media culture, saying something like you went to a psych ward is like, what the like you must have been you know at a level like you know how they portray a psych ward on tv like one flew over the cuckoo's nest or um ratchet or all these shows that kind of make it seem like you have to be on one extreme level to be at the psych ward like you how what was your experience at uh like you know voluntary and you know the other time when you're younger when they actually put you there what was your experience in that space um in that space um they would actually separate us to people who were the same gender as us in the same age so i would meet a lot of people who had similar mental issues had depression had bipolar had schizophrenia i met people who were diagnosed with psychosis and was were diagnosed with um being um, a psychopath. And I know that sounds like, oh my God, what does that mean? But um, that's actually something that can begin at an early age. And just meeting all these kids this, my same age at that time and leaving the hospital and then watching shows like you're mentioning, it just, it's really, I guess, hurtful for the people who are trying to get help because they, they laugh about, oh my God, he's a psychopath. He has to... Um, be a murderer or I, I don't know how to explain it yeah but um yeah and then but just seeing these kids and how hard they they tried every day they would get up and they would go to group therapy you would hear their story 
And it's something different when you meet somebody compared to when you see it on TV and it's portrayed as you being crazy, as you, it's hard for you to get help or medication doesn't help you and you're doomed. You live your life having um, this mental health and if you have schizophrenia, then you go to the store and you scream and you throw stuff and you start screaming about random people. That's like shows I've, I've watched and I also noticed that. But to be honest, seeing it in person and then seeing it on TV, it's two completely different things. So the, the, the well, filmic representation of the, this, uh, the, the hospital more or less, it's, it's mostly causing negative, influ- having negative influences on people's perception on it, you think? I don't necessarily think that it's the hospital's fault. I just think that it has more to do with um, people are just uneducated. They're really uneducated. And when they portray movies, it's funny because (laughs) the hospitals are actually called behavioral hospitals. But in TV shows, they're called mental hospitals. So they have this they have all these patients portrayed as being crazy. And it's something completely different because it's not the hospital's fault. You get put into a hospital to get help, but TV shows are just portraying it as you just being a specific, um, being defined by your mental health. So if you have depression, then you're always crying. Or if you're um, Mm -hmm. diagnosed with being a psychopath, then you have to be a serial killer. And I just honestly feel like it isn't the hospital's fault in any way. I just feel that it's the the way Hollywood portrays, you know, mental health. So I'm um, in actually with I've read studies where like they said like there's a rise in um depression and anxiety during this pandemic. Like with you, they like or you were already like someone who has had it for years. How did it, how were you doing more or less? How how were you during the pandemic? Like how did it? Was there a difference between when you had it, like when the whole place was open, everything was going on, or was there a difference once the pandemic hit? Mm-hmm. Well, to be honest, um, it has it was really hard in the beginning. I reached out to my therapist. We tried booking appointments for video chat and things, but of course, with everything going on, sometimes that wasn't really an option. So I kind of fell back with depression and things. And it it was a difference than going out and having the opportunity to hang out with your friends and stuff. And especially for me, I dated a person. And because of the pandemic, we would see each other a lot. So I would, I would put my happiness on this person. This person is the only person that can help me cope, help me cope with depression during this time where I can't go out, see my therapist, see my psychiatrist. And um, yeah, I mean, it has been hard, but it's been a year now since the pandemic has started. And I've found ways of coping with um, my mental health, like depression and um, being alone but yeah um it's it's just so i i see you and i'm just so amazed and just so happy constantly because i see your youtube page and your tiktok and all this um social media forms that you have and how you're thriving in it how you're doing all these small businesses and still like 
working and schooling and trying to balance all this whilst also you know dealing with trying to cope with your mental health like i see you as a very very strong person because that's a lot to balance already um not a lot of people <laughs> will be able to survive balancing that but how do you bring that balance because i constantly see all like your snapchat you're constantly doing you're always doing something you're never just like stagnant like when you're not doing your um wonderful valentine hearts thing which i know you're coming up with something better for easter um when you're not doing all that you're on tiktok um doing makeup and all this kind of you do amazing makeup because girls know i can't even contour to see my life yes. <laughs> you're doing things on instagram you're doing things everywhere like how do you just balance all of that even your youtube channel like i follow your youtube channel and it's just so like a lot of commitments and all of things to do at the same time you're also a student i know you're a student who's doing a lot of, like i just just can't understand so how do you balance all of that well i mean because i have so much free time at the moment um i take i mean for me because depression hits me when i'm not doing anything at all okay. and back when the pandemic started i lost my job so i was unemployed and for me it was like i'm not gonna sit here and let my depression um get the best of me and I'm not going to rely on one individual to bring my happiness. And so for me, it was like, I have to get up. I love makeup. So I want to start my own business. Um, let me get on TikTok because that's something that everyone is on nowadays. And with, um, well, actually I'm considered like a hustler. Many people, they call me a hustler because I'm always doing, like you said, I'm always doing something. And for me, I, I push through the hard times when I'm up, when I'm constantly, like, trying to make money. That's, like, my big motivation. So, for me, it's, like, when school started, juggling everything at once, what really helped me was having family members that I can speak to about, hey, you know, it's becoming overwhelming, and then they actually helping me make the breakable hearts, or they actually helping me um sell my products online or take over my website so obviously i feel like asking for help really has helped me succeed in life and has helped me balance everything especially being a full-time college student and now we have like heavy work workloads yeah. because everything is online right so i just feel like family has really helped me um make money while keeping me grounded which is important when you suffer through mental health because if you overwhelm yourself that's a big trigger for you um and yeah just taking the things i learned in therapy and using it now like what advice would you give someone who right now just is figuring out that they might have like symptoms of um of some you know disorder or um symptoms of either depression anxiety all that what if like and they are scared to seek help and scared to more or less like because of the community they are in or in the space they're in it's it's not an open topic to talk about mental health like what advice you can give that person i would tell that person that going when you're ready don't feel forced because you feel kind of obligated to do so when you bring it up to somebody and they're like, go get help. Wait until you're ready for it and just know that there's like services out here that really are available 24 seven. Um, I remember I called the suicide hotline and they're available 24 seven, no matter what part of the world you're in. 
And that really does help because when you feel like giving up, when you feel like things are getting hard, you don't have to get like a therapist. You don't have to like give them your actual name. It can really be anonymous and you can share your problems. It, it helps talking it out. It, it's harder to keep it in bottled up. And the moment that you tell somebody and you know that you're not being judged because the person doesn't know you um, personally, it helps. Um, of course, when you are ready to seek help and um, find the therapist, also seeking um, help from a psychiatrist, because sometimes going to therapy just isn't enough. And um, to start your journey, sometimes you need an extra push. And sometimes medication can be that extra push that helps you get out of bed in the morning and see um, yourself in a better place in a couple months. And that's really what I would give somebody, especially somebody in college that get overwhelmed. And um, I would just tell them that to seek help, seek help, seek help and seek help. That's something that I can't stress enough on is like seek help and know that sometimes it might feel embarrassing to reach out to a family member. But family is there to support you and not judge you. And they want to see the best of you and they want to see you succeed. So just know that there's people out there that want the best from you and they rather see you ask for help than sadly seeing you commit suicide because you held it in for so long. So just know that there's help. There's help, there's help, and there's help. Yeah, uh, that's an amazing... Um, like, this whole session has just, like, made me rethink everything um, concerning mental health. Like, obviously, all this process is not only, like, a learning process for me. I learned it's not only a learning process for my listeners, but also a learning process for me. Um, but right now, we're coming to the end of the session. But uh, I want to do some social media plugins because I know <laughs> you have a lot going on. And I'm just like plugging everything, you know, putting your... Um, I also put it in the bio, in the link um, below, kind of like for people to like get to follow you on Instagram, go to your YouTube account, go to your TikTok, you know helping small businesses, helping influence influencers expand their brand and um and you definitely deserve a bigger platform for you to spread such a message. So you can plug in. Oh, thank you. <laughs> okay, um well you guys can follow me on TikTok at Angie Lozano. Same with my Instagram, Angie Lozano. And um, if you guys want to check out my small business, I have some things coming up for Easter. So if you guys are interested you guys can check out my website at simplyangeliclashes.com. And, yeah, I think that's all my platforms I go on. Okay, simplyangeliclashes.com. You guys, go get something. <laughs> we have to help small businesses during this pandemic right now. And um, thank you, Angie, for coming. I'm literally attending this because I've literally learned so much literally hearing from your experience and i never like you know we only met in like class um and i never really knew who you were but like you never really know someone until you actually sit down and speak with them and i'm really i've really learned so much not only about you but like about like the society we live in right now um so thank you so much for coming um you guys don't forget to um go to all of um angie's um social media platform that's angie lozano um and then sim simply angelic flashes right right 
lashes.com so go get something from there um so um don't forget to subscribe also and have a great day goodbye